Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm coming here today to jump on a follow-up of something I said in the last episode. But first thing first, the intro. Hi, I'm Nikos Balboa. I'm a trans man, Italian, living in France for more than 20 years. I'm a tattooer, an artist, I do graphic novel, and I also have a teen daughter, and I identify as a mom. And in this podcast, I want to talk about the creative process in a broad way, as a way of knowing ourselves and using the art practice as a self-growth practice. So this is Balboa Park. Welcome back. Which episode is this? Let me check on the Spotify. I don't want to say something that is not true. Okay, episode eight. I want to follow up on something I said in the last episode when I was talking about the legitimacy. English is not my first language. As I was saying in the intro, I'm Italian and I'm living in France since 2001. So I'm some kind of bilingual in French now. Um, But I'm doing this podcast in English because I have some people, I know you, you listen to me that are Italian. Ciao, gli italiani e gli italiane, lui italiano. And I know that are some of you that are French. Bonjour les Français. Ce point, ce. So I use the English language because I, I think that maybe is some kind of Esperanto language that avoid the double work of, of doing two different podcasts because it will be way more work than I can afford putting into. I'm sorry if sometimes my way of speaking is, is weird and my pronunciation is weird. And talking about pronunciation, I'm, I'm so, I cringe when I always listen to the podcast I put out one, once. Like I record it and then I edit it and I try to make it like a little bit le- less, um, slow. I know that I talk very slow sometimes because it's not my language and I want to make it perfect. And sometimes also I follow something, I some, some kind of script. And so I edit like the, the weird part or the part that are too slow. But actually I don't listen again before putting it out because uh, I would not do it. If I listen to it before putting the, the episode out for you, I would be so grossed out and so cringed out that I would say, no, 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 no. Nobody can listen to it. But as we already talked about it, I'm convinced that it's cool to do first and think later. Then when the podcast is out, I listen to it once. Like I go to Spotify because it's from where I listen to the podcast, but you can listen this podcast from some kind of everywhere, I guess now, because I put it the the link, I guess, everywhere. And especially you can listen it on, on Substack because uh, there is a, a way you listen to the podcast also on Substack which is the native platform from 
where the, the podcast come. Um, so I listen it once. Like, okay, the post podcast is out. And then when I go to work or I don't know, the first thing I do is I listen to it. And I often like so cringed out and I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. But it's too late because it's out. Last time I was so cringed out by the way I pronounce legitimacy. And I'm still not sure the way you can pronounce the word legitimacy. legitimacy. The thing is that I speak English and I listen like, you know, podcasts and music and movies and stuff like this. But mostly during the years, I've learned English by reading it. Uh, like when I was in my early 20s, I, I was reading the Harry Potter saga in English. And this is where the mostly <laughs> I learned English. Like I wanted to read the the next Harry Potter books as soon as they came out. I didn't want to wait for the translation. And so I had to up my game in English reading. And so there is this difference, like I'm Italian, so in Italy we pronounce in a very specific way, like for example, in difference within French, French, there is each word, each, sorry, each letter as a way to be pronounced, but also those same letters. And then when they are together, they pronounce different, but also like in English, there are some, you don't pronounce it. Like if you have the word, for example, L-I-V-E, you can pronounce it live, but also live. You know, there is this guy on, on, on Instagram that I love is like Loic uh, Superville, or I don't remember. I will put his link in the show notes. The, the guy is like trilingual, like French, American, English American, and Mexican. So he always do this kind of video, like Instagram and TikTok, I guess, uh, this kind of content about those pronunciation strange things. Um, anyway, so I learned English by reading it. And I remember once I, it was like 2014 or 2013, I guess I was in New York at uh, my friend Zoe's. Um, I guess it was the, the first time I went there. Zoe, she's a tattooer and an artist, very, very talented. Um, at that time, she used to work at, at a shop called Atos Words in Williamsburg. And then she opened a shop called uh, The New Moon. And now she's opening a shop um, in South Orange, New Jersey called uh, Keepsake. Uh, anyway, I will put all the uh, links in the show notes. Um, and I remember like in like 10 years ago, it was 2013. So I was 10 years younger and I guess I was a little bit more bold. I was like, okay, I want to go travel in New York. Maybe I can organize a, a guest spot, a tattoo guest spot. And I didn't know Zoe very well, but I got the the boldness of, of being young, of to write there and say, okay, 
um, we have friends in common, we are friends, but you don't know me very well, but I would like to come to New York to work. And she was very, very cool because she also like uh, opened her home with her husband, uh, Sweetie. They opened their home and the, the, the status studio for me. It was very cool. But I remember I was like, okay, I have to speak English and it was very difficult. And I... Once I want to say, I don't know why we were talking about something and I want to say, I would, would like to say that something that happened wasn't very comfortable and I went like, oh, this is a awkward. And she went like, what? This is very awkward. And she looked at me and said, oh, this is awkward. And I was like, Okay, because I only knew the, the term awkward by reading it in in Harry Potter. He is very awkward, Harry Potter. So it was often used this this adjective. But the way you write awkward, it's like why do you pronounce awkward when you write it awkward? So it's the same with the word legitimacy that I used in the last episode. I was like, oh, it is all about legitimacy. <laughs> and I was listening to it and I was like, oh, my God. But um, legitimacy, I was thinking about it so much because sometimes I observe my lack of feeling legitimate into being an artist or into working as an artist or as a producing image and showing my image and, and I don't feel legitimate because if I do a drawing and I sell it on my website without having, I don't know, um, a contact or a contract, I don't know how to say in English, with a, an art gallery, Sometimes I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm, so I'm not an artist because I don't have a gallerist, but uh, I only have a website, so it's like I'm selling uh, pipes or <laughs> I don't know. I think that like I sometimes don't feel legitimate as an artist, but the thing is that I went to art school, this is my life, this is my skill, this is also the thing that made myself appreciate by people around me since I was like uh, five years old the things that okay maybe I'm awkward <laughs> as a reporter maybe I'm lonely maybe I'm weird maybe I'm on, on the spectrum all these kind of things but I can draw at least I can draw an amount of uh, kind of drawing that made me seen by people around me i was always like the the kid that oh your drawings are so cool or in class i was always the one who was the more skilled in drawing um and of course there there are like jillions of people way more skilled in drawing about me but in some way it was my door to um, the people around me for example when i was in junior high I was uh, the one who can draw. So if we, if we, if it happened that we do, you know, the 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 the, the la 
end of the year show, a little theater show. I was the one, I didn't enjoy acting very much, but I enjoyed painting the, the backgrounds and all these kind of things. So my lack of legitimacy is in a more professional way. Uh, like, okay, I judge myself, you know, okay, I'm, for, for example, I did this series of underwater painting that I posted on the, the Substack and also on my social media. I was dreaming about having, you know, an art show or having a gallerist or a gallery that show my, my paintings. What I did actually, it was like, I put now on pre-order those paintings. I will do signed prints. So I'm bypassing all the professional, real statement of the art. I just do my paintings and then I put them on my website and I sell them. When I'm talking about lack of legitimacy is a, a, a level of like, I feel maybe less than someone who's able to um, fill a form to have a grant or have a gallerist or something like this. But, <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> but, sorry, my testosterone uh, since it was like 30 years, two days ago, and my voice is it didn't still settle down and goes I goes like this sometimes but anyway since I also do the graphic journal club which is like a class in which people can come and draw and journal um, I guess that the lack of legitimacy as an artist that someone that never been to art school never exposed their work never show their work on the social media or on, on an exhibition. Um, I guess it's not the same as mine. Like I can feel a lack of legitimacy. I guess it's not the same. And I was thinking about this because, uh, and this is what, what, what this episode is about, uh, because the other day I subscribed again to my local gym which is a very messy and very crowded and basic uh, gym space in which you have uh, all those machines to, to build muscles and which is also very difficult to unsubscribe to. I was already there and in a moment I wanted to stop my, my subscription, subscription of to, to, to their gym and it was like very difficult, like I had to send... Uh, a letter but uh, they couldn't give me the right address and so it was very difficult like finding on the internet the, uh, the right address and I sent this letter and they, the, the letter of my resiliation it came back to me until my partner uh, they decided to help me because I was like I want to quit the fucking gym and they said, okay, let me help you. Give me the letter and I will do it. It's no, it's, it, and it's a little bit less fancy than in the Friends episode in which Chandler and Ross try to quit the, quit the gym and there is this like beautiful Barbie-like woman in a, in a suit uh, that come and say, oh, you want to quit the gym or something like this. 
this is like in the French way, you know, so it's like the bureaucracy way of stopping you doing things. Anyway, the other day I decided to go back to this gym and and I'm sorry again, I, again and for all the work my partner put into unsubscribing me from from the gym and I also tell them uh I do you remember do you still have the address to unsubscribe to the gym and they say mm, yes okay so maybe you have to keep it because I'm I just subscribed back to the gym after one year anyway I went to the gym and often I go there in the morning and the other day I subscribed and it was like lunch break um I was like okay I need to go to the gym because I do sports with um, Cairo, uh, who is a trainer and a coach, a sport coach, who's also up to be a trans man and is very cool. Uh, I will put his name in the show notes. And he's, he's, he's been very kind of making my workouts uh, schedules like for home gym. But now I realize that I can't take to train at home anymore. Like, I'm tired of pushing my furniture to have a space, so I wanted to go back to the gym. It was so crowded of so many muscular boys and girls and people. And then also I felt so illegitimate, like, and I realized what not feeling legitimate in a discipline really means. Like, I was there, and since sport, it wasn't something that, you know, it, it wasn't my door to, to communicate with the external world. As I was saying, in junior high, I would be the one who paint the background, the background, but I was the one who was always, always, always chosen last when we have to do um team in the in the volley in the volley sport we did at, at Italian school <laughs> so like I never had like ah you are so muscular or you are so strong or you are so I don't know very good and talented at this sport or I don't even understand rules of sport you know so like uh, and so I entered there and I suddenly I think I feel so illegitimate to do this. And in the same time, uh, like um, the, the, the day after, uh, somebody came at, at Strangeland, which is my studio, La Rochelle, and they arrived and they came to ask me about the, the Graphic Journal Club because I do this on Zoom in English like once a month for my Patreons. But um, I'm starting to do it also like in person again once a month but in strange land so the person came to ask me all about the way of this class will will work and i realized that for some people approaching them, themselves to the art practice feels the same way as for me for example feels to approach myself to the gym feeling this legitimacy of I'm entitled to be here and to, 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 to flex my muscle, even if I don't have a lot. Um, because anyone can do everything. Anyway, so I realized how 
somebody to, who want to approach themselves to an art class, to a drawing class, how they may have felt, you know, like uh, if you never have someone who encourages you, like you can draw, you can do it, you're an artist, you can play, you can, um, it's very difficult to own those spaces from themselves or ourselves. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to talk about this, le- the legitimacy <laughs> as a different ways, like, I guess, different level. Uh, it can be like ground level, like we can't even pass the, the door, through the door to go into this new activity that we want to, this new practice that we want to achieve, that we want to integrate in our everyday life. Uh, but th- then there is also the legitimacy of the, uh, the level of, okay, now I pass the door, now I have this practice, but I want to make it into like a more professional. I don't know what's the solution, like of feeling legitimate. I guess it's do first and think later, I guess. Legitimacy of doing the podcast, who am I to talk about those things with my horrible accent, uh, with no professional microphone but it makes me happy and I want to do it so do first and think less I guess maybe what we can use is like joy as a compass and using joy to overcome the feeling of illegitimacy the imposter syndrome and all this kind of stuff which as we always say, it's very we. When I say we, it's not like I talk about myself as a we, but I say we as a me who talks and you who listen the podcast or you read the, the post on Substack, you know. The we is a collective, it's not me, I'm not a we. Anyway, this was the theme of the day. Maybe, okay, even if you feel illegitimate in doing something, maybe put this feeling aside. Maybe you can put it in a little box on a side because maybe it's not some sensation and thoughts that um, deserve to be seen or to be heard. Maybe you can notice that you have this feeling of illegitimacy, but... Maybe put it aside for a moment and because if a, if a feeling, if a thought things take away your joy, maybe you can just put it aside and act toward your joy, as I was saying, as a compass, using the joy as a guidance. Okay, this make, makes me happy, like rudely, like in the guts app. And it's not like, okay, I don't feel legitimate of doing this. So I don't do it because so I avoid the pain of exposing myself. This is not feeling joy. This is being protective of who you want to be. Uh, So there is a difference between joy and between acting to protect us from suffering. To recap today's episode, the feeling of illegitimacy may come in different forms. Owning the legitimacy into doing something. Also, I guess it arrives after we took action toward these things. Uh, and also, we don't need to wait the permission, we just 
to follow our guts into something that feels good. And uh, if we feel something that stops us to do things, uh, but if these feelings is not joyous, joyous, oh my, another pronunciation is issues, it's not full of joy, it, in, also into the negation of this, I mean, if I want to go to the gym, I feel joyous and I say, I want to go to the gym. Okay, and I go there. When I arrive at the gym, I feel like small. I feel like in junior high again. I feel like people is judging me, even if it's not true, but it's like a feeling. And so I go like, hmm, I, I don't like being here. I don't feel like here. I'm not, it's not getting me joyous to do this gym thing or but i can feel it in my gut that is a protection is not a real feeling because in those age of like spiritual i'm quoting with my finger peoples that goes like mm, i this don't it's not giving me a good vibe a nice vibe and i don't do this but the thing is that when you decide to don't do things but they this decision come from a place of like owning the decision it's a nice vibe it's a good feeling even when you don't want to do it a silly example if i say to you this donuts has a poison in it eat it you are going to say no i don't want to eat the donuts with the, with the, the poison inside your no try to think about it close your eyes and uh, like we are taking having a coffee and I put in front of you these donuts that I told you that is poisonous, that it will kill you. What's the feeling about this? Even maybe the feeling toward me that you saying, what the fuck you want to poison me? But anyway, when you say no to the donuts, how do you feel? It's very strong no, and it's also high vibe and good feeling. Like It's very clear. It's like, no. I, I don't want to things, uh, eat something that will kill me with poison. And so when we are a no to something, it's not the same as uh, enter at the gym, for me, for example, and feeling like overwhelmed by what I think people is judging me for. And so thinking, oh, no, 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 I don't, I'm not going to this gym. Because there is not the same sensation in the body. It's like I'm feeling protective, I'm feeling scared, I'm feeling small. And it's not a joyous no. So when I say follow your joy into overcoming the feeling of illegitimacy, uh, it's like if you decide to do one thing or another, Make sure that you decide with the joyous guts. <laughs> anyway, it's all for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. Let me know what you think. And if you like the episode, please subscribe. Please share it. Maybe you can rate it or you can leave me a comment. And all those things that, you know, make a podcast more listenable to people around you or the podcast or the sorry the the substack the newsletter more readable around you maybe you can share it 
or maybe if you can afford it, you can subscribe to it. And there is also an option in which you can subscribe for free. Uh, for now, I'm not giving content only for paying subscriber because I want to keep it from for anyone. So if you can afford it, you can do it. And if you can't, it's okay. And maybe the next month, the one who can afford it can't anymore. And vice versa, the one who couldn't can and so on and so on. Life, you never know what it reserves. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Ciao.